For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you learn to work the word of God against the wiles of the devil, you have just learned the wielder's way. Hello and praise the Lord, everybody. I am so excited that you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast entitled The Wilder's Way. I'm Minister Alzada Perrier, and thank you again for tuning in. Wow. I really am looking forward to sharing with you on today. Um, I said that I would take this first podcast, this is the first episode ever, um, to talk to you about my intentions with this podcast, just give you a little bit of background, how it came about, and then I'm going to get into the scripture for today. Hallelujah. The first thing I want to say is that I am believer in Jesus Christ. I just, I love God. I love his word. I love um, ministry. I love encouraging people. So it's my desire that this podcast, The Wilder's Way, be a source of ease for you, for your mind and heart. Um, And what I mean by ease, I mean three E's. I mean edification, exhortation, and encouragement for your life. To edify means to uplift. It's my desire to share the Word of God with you, to uplift you. Exhortation is to excite. The Word of God is exciting in itself. Hallelujah. And lastly, to be a source of encouragement. to inspire you to hold on to hope, especially in these times that we are living in right now and the times to come. Hallelujah. Um, I had known for a while that I wanted to do a podcast. Unfortunately, like many of us tend to do, we let life get in the way, situations, circumstances. And sometimes when you allow it to happen, you'll take your eyes off of focus of the things that you're called to do. But I am determined to get laser beam focused in this year is my goal um, and to move forward in the things that God is calling me to do. And my prayer is that you will as well. But anyway, when I was thinking about the podcast, I was thinking about what was I going to name it? I had uh, went back and forth between a few names. The first one was It Is Written. But then I looked it up. I saw everybody had it. So I was like, no, 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 no. I said, Lord, I'm made in your image and likeness. So certainly uh, I have the ability to be a little bit more creative than that. Uh, After all, you are my creator and you've given me the ability to be creative like you. So I said, well, how about my Facebook page called Life Blessings? That's uh, L-I-F-E-B-L-E-S-S-O-N-S. For those of you that are on Facebook and you'd like to join, um, please search it out. Uh, But even though that's a good name and nobody else really had had it, I just just wasn't feeling it. I said, I was like, well, Lord, I I want to use this page to, to start to do ministry and be a source of encouragement for people. But I just didn't feel that was the title of the uh, podcast. And then finally, God took me to uh, my favorite scripture, which is, or should I say, one of my favorites, which is Hebrews 4 and 12 that you hear. Uh, That's the scripture that you hear in my intro. I'll read it again for you. It says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword 
piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This was really uh, an uh, ultimate representation of what the word of God can do for our lives. Hallelujah. And uh, the word that stood out to me in that entire verse was sword. Out of all the things that God could have called his word, he called it a sword, a two-edged sword, which isn't anything that's common. I don't even know if a two-edged sword exists, but in the spirit it does. And it's the word of God. There's power. Hallelujah. In the word of God. So immediately I was like, okay, sword. So of course, we've seen action movies, samurai movies, warrior movies, where they're fighting with a sword and the actual movement of the sword is called wielding. And I was like, hold up. There it is. The wielder's way, because we have to learn to work the word of God against our adversary, the devil. Amen. Because we are going to come against a plethora of challenges and situations that will arise in our life, in our government, in our ministry, in our marriage, in our relationships, and in our money. And the only way to really wage war against the enemy is with the word of God. It is our foundation and our weapon, hence the wielder's way. The working of the word is how we wield against the enemy. And that is how we will be able to withstand these times that we live in. Um, I looked up other terms uh, that are associated with that, and you hear the word swordmanship. Learning the word of God is swordmanship, um, and working it is swordplay. Um, these are some things that you'll hear interchangeably throughout different times during the podcast. Um, but when you think of swordmanship, I couldn't help but think, about a particular story that's found in Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the ultimate swordsmanship. And you saw him wield the word of God against the devil in his wilderness experience. But before I get into the actual scripture, I want to just set a few things up for you. Prior to Jesus's entrance into the wilderness experience for a time of testing, God had already affirmed him as his son. Before the entrance, he had been baptized by John the Baptist. And when he had come out of the water, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit ascended upon him like a dove and that the voice of God came forth when the heavens had opened and said that this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And the thing that I find interesting about that particular verse and situation was that God said this about Jesus and Jesus had not done anything as far as ministry is concerned. He had not yet chosen the disciples. He had not began form, uh, performing many signs, miracles and wonders as of yet. However, in this particular case, God is saying that he's pleased. And the takeaway that I would like for you and I to have is that God loves us, period. And it's not based on our works. And a lot of times, especially those of us in ministry, tend to go to God and talk about what we've done. Hallelujah. Um, my, my tithing record is impeccable. I'm a bishop now. I've been promoted to deaconess, whatever it is. And God is not interested in your title. And uh, the only title that he's concerned about is that of 
my child. He's just concerned about you knowing your identity in him and you embracing sonship um, and not coming at him with what you've done. Um, I remember hearing one of my brothers in my church preach a message at a a conference that I had attended. And he said, a lot of times we're so focused on doing as opposed to becoming, which is really important. God wants us to know who we are in him. Hallelujah. So uh, we don't have to continue to bombard him with our works and, and striving and showing him, look what I've done. Because real talk, I mean, God is all knowing. So he already knew what you were going to do before you actually did it. <laughs> so you're not telling him anything new under the sun. Hallelujah. But he wants to make sure that you know that you are a son. S-O-N. Hallelujah. But anyway, I'm going to move on to our scripture today that's going to be found in the book of Matthew, one of the Synoptic Gospels, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. I'm personally a James, a King James girl, um, but whatever version works for you, God bless you. It's still a blessed word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to go over um, a few of these lines with you, or actually I might go ahead and just read the whole thing and go over it with you. I think that's best. Hallelujah. Um, again, Matthew chapter four, verses one through 11 and four says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And here, verse four, Jesus is answering the devil. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Couple things I want to point out to you in this verse, uh, these verses that I read to you. Number one, you'll notice that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. The enemy did not lead him there. The Holy Spirit did. There will be times in our lives where we'll be led into situations and circumstances that will be a test from God. God does not tempt us. That's what the devil does. But God will test us. Hallelujah. And with that being said, when we go with God and when we trust God, we'll always come out on the winning side. You'll also notice in verse two, it said that Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I find it interesting that the devil made the attempt to tempt Jesus at Jesus' low point, meaning he hadn't eaten, he hadn't drank anything for 40 days. If there was a hospital that was around and Jesus was to go into it during that time and they did a blood test on him, they'd probably find that he was dehydrated. And if any of you have had the experience of dehydration, you know that you are extremely fatigued at the time. Ain't that like the devil to come to us, to fight us, to tempt us at our weakest times in our lives? He never comes when you're fresh out of church or when you're fresh out of the word. He waits until you experience a situation and circumstances that can be draining, like the stuff that we're going through now in the midst of this pandemic, all that we have gone through during this presidency and the things that have yet to come. You'll find that at your darkest, lowest points, the enemy will come in for the kill. But here, Jesus Christ in verse four said to the devil that it is written, 
whenever I continue to read these verses and you hear the words, it is written, I want you to think of Jesus drawing his sword. It's not a literal one, but it's a supernatural one, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. And here, Jesus fought the enemy in this first temptation with what is written in the word of God. That scripture, man shall not live by bread alone, can be found in the book of Deuteronomy. So it is actually a scripture. Verse five says, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Here, the devil takes Jesus up to a higher level. Verse six says, the devil said and saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. Watch this. This is the devil now saying, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Watch this. Here, I want you to really pay particular attention to verse six. Here, the devil is saying to Jesus this time, it is written. So that tells me that the devil knows the word of God. As a matter of fact, he probably know it better than you and I do. So that's why we should know it all the more. Jesus said in verse six, as a rebuttal to the devil's request, he said unto him, it is written, thou shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Here, once again, Jesus is wielding the word of God against the wiles of the enemy. Verse eight says, Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. Hence, the world and the glory of them. Now, you're probably saying, do the devil have kingdoms? Yes, he does. Kingdoms of this world. The kingdom of God is not of this world. Understand that we walk on the earth, but the world is a system. When man had fallen to sin, the enemy had gained access to the world and his and he started a system, a demonic system, things that have been implemented that are flesh driven, that do not have any value of people uh, or people's lives. So please understand that um, he actually had the ability to offer Jesus those kingdoms of the world. But Jesus said in verse nine, and he said unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. This, I'm sorry, that's what the devil said in verse nine. Here's 10, what Jesus said to the devil. Then Jesus saith unto him, get thee hence, Satan, meaning get behind me. Here he is again, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Once again, the enemy wielding the word of the Lord. And then here's the final verse, verse 11. Then the devil leaveth him. The devil left and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Jesus worked the word against the devil. Please hear me. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is so much deeper than the gift of salvation, him saving the world, restoration and redemption. All of those things are very important, absolutely. But also understand that his life was to be an example of how we are supposed to live. Not only 
an example as uh, how we're supposed to live, but to let you know what we'll face. Some scriptures uh, say that verse 11 says that the devil left him for a season, which means that the devil will come back. He, if he will constantly challenge Jesus Christ in his ministry, what makes you think he won't constantly challenge us? And watch this again. Some of you may be listening and you don't believe in God. I pray that your mind will change, but I need to let you know that we aren't that special, that we're not subjected to challenges and trials. The Bible says that it rains on the just and unjust. Whenever the gospel is presented to you, we're not saying that we're perfect and we got everything right because we still experience challenges. We will go through, but the key element is that God will always, always bring us through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that God will plan a way of escape. There's so much meat in the word of God that we can chew on and extract the nutrients from that will benefit our lives and our relationships on so many levels. God will take you as high as you want to go in him if you go into his word. This is why it's so important that we learn the word of God. The stuff that we're experiencing right now is nothing compared to what's coming. And the only way that you will stand to survive in this life is to know the word of God and wield it against the devil every time you are attacked because the word of God is our champion and we'll always have victory. Hallelujah. It was set up that way. We weren't set up to fail. We weren't set up to back down from challenges. We were set up to face them head on with the armor of God and with the sword the wielding of the word of God against the enemy. God didn't just put you here just to just make it through life. He even said in his word that he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. You've got a God that loves you and is for you. And the Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Certainly not the enemy. I mean, he can be. The Bible tells us that he's going to form weapons against us. But in that next line, he says that they will not prosper. Hallelujah. You have to recognize, value, learn, love, and most importantly, live out the word of God in order to fulfill your purpose and destiny. One thing that I heard a man of God say, I believe his name was Mark Vereen. He said, the devil had an idea, but God had a plan. Hallelujah. Y'all, I love the word of God. I pray you do too. All I want to say to you and what I want you to get from today and every time that you listen to The Wilder's Way is that this is a podcast that's going to use the word of God to show you how to work it, and wield it against the enemy. We must know it now. We need to know it now more than ever. Our lives depend on it. Our souls, our marriages, our family, our finances, our future and hope in God. The enemy is going to do everything he can to make you think that the word don't work and it doesn't have value. But God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Not only that, God understands our feelings and our emotions. 
He just don't want us to be led by them, no matter what we see, what we hear, and even what we think, because he even tells us not to lean to our own understanding, but to lean on the rock that is stronger and higher than I and higher than you. His highest, his utmost for our highest is in Christ Jesus. So my hope and prayer is when you face adversity, that you find a scripture, speak that word out of your mouth, work the word against the wiles of the devil. And every time you do that, you'll always know the wilder's way and you'll have victory. For those of you who are listening, who have yet to give your life to Christ, I'd like to give you the chance right now. The beautiful thing about giving your life to Christ, don't require no money, I'm not going to give you my PayPal account to sow into. Nope. All you got to do is open your mouth and confess that Jesus is Lord. Listen, repeat after me. Father, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. Jesus is Lord, and he is the son of the living God. I also believe, Lord, with my whole heart that he died and rose again on the third day. And according to your word in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, because I confess that to you right now, I am saved. Hallelujah. If you said that, that simple line that I just gave you, you are saved. The angels are rejoicing and your name is officially written in the book of life and the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. So that means your spot is secure in heaven. But that's not all. You got to learn the word. You got to know God, how he operates, what he feels and says and thinks about you. I'm not telling you because you accepted him today that you're not going to go through things. Can I tell you, us now as children of God, we go through two challenges and changes all the more. The Bible says it rains on the just and unjust. So we're all going to go through. But how we get through is with the word of the Lord. Work the word against the devil and you will be learning the wilder's way. Victory will be yours. Hallelujah. Again, I'm Minister Alzada Prayer, and I thank you so much for taking time to listen. I pray that you return on the next episode of The Wilder's Way. Until then, know that Jesus loves you, and so do I. Bye-bye. God bless. God bless.